Al Anderson Afternoons, the podcast. Hello, and thank you for checking out the podcast. Coming up, Diana Foxall, Halloween in Winnipeg. We sent her to find out what people are dressing up as. Dr. Carla Cohn will be here. Manitoba Dental Foundation, the Smile Gala, is on this weekend. We'll find out all about it. Tomorrow is We Day in Manitoba at Bell MTS Place. And we'll talk with one of the people who will be there, Spencer West and Jackson Prosco, one of our global news reporters on the U.S. midterm elections. All that coming up on the podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast. Please rate the podcast. And now, the podcast. <laughs> Mine's better. Hey, uh, oh, Cam, come on. Before you go, Diana. who's Diana Foxhall? He wants you to weigh in. Who's got the more oh, uh, gosh. scary? Uh, <laughs> I'll need. I'll need a replay. Oh, Cam, you go. I just. I gotta do go it again. Go again. Go again. <laughs> Hal. <laughs> I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be Hal. Thank you very much. Yes. Well. Sorry, Cam. Uh, but still very good, Cam. Ah! That was on the, you know, last minute, not prepping or anything. That was very good. I, the question <laughs> I wanted to ask you before we get to Diana Foxall here on Halloween in Winnipeg. Are you going as anything this Halloween? Are you dressing up at all? Or uh, no, not this year. No, eh? Nope. Mm. Nothing Nothing exciting. Okay. Nothing on the weekend? Or no, you didn't I, go this past? Because uh, there were a lot. Well, Diana, you were saying you were at a party, right? Yeah, I was at a, a Halloween-themed social, and I didn't. I'm really terrible with costumes, so I just mm. borrowed a costume. I went as Waldo, which worked out pretty well, actually. Waldo's I, a good one. My glasses are pretty much Waldo glasses. Yeah, they are so kind of Waldo glasses, yeah. I could see. I was costumed. Yeah. It was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you have been out uh, checking on costume ideas here in the city of Winnipeg. Where'd you go? I have. I went to party stuff in St. James here, and I spoke with Angela Miles, store manager. She says it's a lot of the classics that they're seeing kind of repeated again and again. They are standing the test of time, so things like pink lady jackets, superheroes, witches, referees, the sort of typical things that you do see out. You are going to see more of those this year. Uh, She says for kids, we're seeing a lot of PJ mask, which I had to look up. That is a child. That's some sort of child, uh, childlike superhero. So one of those more Mm. newfangled things that the kids are watching these days and kind of tying into that superhero theme that's consistent for kids and adults and unicorns. 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 So... Those are probably going to be pretty prevalent if you are out trick-or-treating with the young ones. You're probably going to be seeing a lot of kids dressed up as unicorns. Interesting. Yeah, so uh, classics, a few new things, but party stuff is carrying a mixture of prepackaged costumes and sort of DIY things. So they're getting people coming in and just wanting to get like the face paint or some sort of mask. It mm. kind of depends on their costume. I asked her about Winnipeg themed costumes, if there was any sort of... Yeah, because I was kind of yeah. I was curious to know if they're, you know, like uh, I heard you guys saying uh, like somebody should go as Portage in Maine. That would be... That was my joke. Yeah, yeah. that was good, right? Like there should be Winnipeg themed <laughs> costumes, but nothing much. Eh? No, nothing much. She, sa- she says uh, party stuff doesn't really carry anything specifically packaged for Winnipeg, but she did mention, obviously, they had those Patrick Liney beards from earlier this year that were very popular. They've still got some of those. They've got all the blue and white face paint and 
blue and white things that you could ever need. So if you're someone who wanted to kind of piece together a costume, mm. you could head over to Party Stuff and just mix and match and uh, you could definitely find something. Um, but Miles says, uh, at least for men, men are tending to follow a pretty strong trend this year. Men always want to be superheroes. Um, Incredibles has been really well, uh, doing really well for us. Um, dinosaurs. Uh, we've got uh, quite a few different inflatable costumes this year, which have been uh, popular. And uh, and then of course Harry Potter still always going strong. So there's that. But I was inflatable. Yeah, costumes? inflatable costumes. I was curious about that, so I had to ask what that was. It's a full-on inflatable costume. It's a, It's got a battery pack with a fan in it. So once you get into it and zip it up and turn the fan on, you become whatever the the costume is, like a big dinosaur, a big panda bear. That's great, because I've seen the inflatable... I've seen the dinosaur. I've seen the inflatable, um, you know, in the yard, right, for Halloween and Christmas, but now it's actually a costume for Halloween. Yeah, you can walk around in it and everything. Wow. Uh, she says you just zip it on up. You got the little ba battery pack that'll fill it up with air. Uh, and I was talking to Julie Buckingham and she says she actually got one for her son a while ago. She said it would fit me, but she doesn't know if she still has it. So uh, I'm a little, if she doesn't have it, What is it? Darn. An, an inflatable what? I think it was a dinosaur she mentioned, oh, really? but um, from the sounds of it, the beauty of one of those sort of things on Halloween is you could actually stuff a little snowsuit under it and it would still, it would fit. Everything right. would fit because it's inflatable yeah. enough and has enough space that you can kind of get away with a couple of layers there if it's cold. But I think this Halloween isn't supposed to be too chilly. Cloudy and three. So probably by the time the kids are out there around freezing, I would think maybe, but yeah. it doesn't look like there will be any precipitation, whether it's, uh, you know, rain or snow. Cloudy and three for a high on Wednesday. So that's not bad it's as not Halloween's bad. go. Yeah. yeah, which could be good news for the gals who are dressing up. I know uh, women do tend to wear a little bit of skimpier costumes than men typically on Halloween. And that is the case, as Miles says. Primarily the sexy kind of sells, uh, especially, you know, one day a year you get to be a little bit different than what you would normally be. So I'm um, not saying that everybody's not sexy, but, <laughs> you know, a little bit more so. So things like those referee costumes or the witches or the nurses yep. and whatnot, you will right. find more of the skimpy ones than the modest ones kind of conforming and, to the and, actual and what it looks like in real life. And I know there's lots of, you know, calm, people talk about this and there's some controversy around it. I figure it's Halloween. If you're having fun, have fun. Who exactly. cares, right? I mean, if you want to wear the outfit, wear the outfit. Yeah, as she says, it's the one time a year where you can kind of get away with having a bit more fun with your yeah. costume and whatever you're wearing, so... All right. Anything else? That's it? That's just Excellent. about it. You've got okay. two days left. I know some people have been kind of going over their costumes for months now. They've had mm -hmm. it all planned out, but you're not. it's not all lost if you haven't quite figured everything out yet. We are going to talk now about the MFD Smile Gala, the Manitoba Dental Foundation Smile Gala. Dr. Carla Cohn is here to tell us about it. Nice to see you. Thank you for having me. Nice yes. to see you as well. Uh, it's coming up Saturday. Coming up real quick. We're Very real quickly. Yeah. And you've got some great entertainment. It's going to be a masquerade ball, so it's kind of the Halloween theme, sort of, I guess. And uh, Darcy Oak, the illusionist, is going to be there. You bet. Black and white masquerade, and we're really excited. Feature entertainer. Have a great show by Darcy Oak. It's going to be awesome. How many years have you done the gala? 
Uh, so the foundation has been around for three years. I was involved with the inaugural gala three years ago, and yep. we do a gala every three years. So this is number two gala wow. uh, for our young foundation. I got to tell you, some of my favorite people are dentists. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Alan Grant. Oh, yes. One of my favorite people. Ernie Chalakis. Oh, one of my favorites. One of my favorites. When I, when I, I'll tell you something, uh, getting really off track here, but what the heck. Uh, when I first came to town in 89... Ron Abel had his teeth done by Ernie Chalakis and Courtney James and Captain uh-huh. John Sauter and everybody. So they said, well, here's your dentist towel. You're going to see Dr. Ernie. Perfect. And Ernie would sit me down and he'd go, he'd tap my, you know, he'd go, you got the best teeth in radio, Hal. <laughs> so uh, Ernie Chalakis and, and Dr. Alan Grant, just wonderful, wonderful people. The money raised uh, from this, uh, Carla, goes to very important work in the province of Manitoba. You bet. The money raised uh, by the foundation in general and by mm-hmm. this evening goes to help the underserved to have improved oral health. Am, am I right that, uh, was it last year a good chunk of the money went to Silo Mission? We have several uh, groups that we support. Silo Mission is one of them. Mount yep. Carmel is another one. About Face, um, Healthy Smile, Happy Child. Mm-hmm. So lots of, of very good causes that we support. Because a lot of people in our city, in our province, uh, don't have easy access, like many of us do, to dental health care. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. There, There's a whole group of our community that is underserved, that don't fall in the category of people that are employed with dental insurance, can mm-hmm. afford to have a dental visit and don't fall into that other category of, of people that have government programs to fall back on. Mm-hmm. And so there's a, a large group of underserved that cannot be helped by any other way but through a foundation like this. Yeah. Um, are there still tickets available? There's still a few tickets available. So okay. if you want them, you got to get them fast. Yeah. Any easy way to get the tickets? A website or any yeah. of that stuff? Our website is smilegala.ca, or you can call the Manitoba Dental Association. And the number is uh, 988-5300. Good job. From memory? <laughs> From memory. It's tougher, too, when you're on the radio and the red light's on in front of you <laughs> and the microphone's right in front of you. You did great. Didn't freeze. So get your tickets. It's going to be a wonderful night. And the nice thing I like about events like this, you know, is you're going, you have a great time. You see Darcy Oak perform. You have a nice meal. You have fun at the party. But then you know that that ticket you bought is making a difference in our community. Absolutely. Have a good time. You make a difference. It's going to be a great evening. Yeah. Anything else you want to get out there before I let you carry on with your day? Or have we covered what we needed to cover? I think we're pretty covered. We just want to encourage everybody to come out and support the foundation. And dentists are a lot of fun, too. Oh, absolutely. And there will be many there, I'm sure. It's going to be full of them. (laughs) (laughs) Tomorrow, right here in Winnipeg at Bell MTS Place, it is We Day. We Day tomorrow at Bell MTS Place. And we are joined now by phone by Spencer West. Spencer is a WE ambassador, he is a motivational speaker, and he is an author. Good afternoon, Spencer. Good afternoon, bud. How are you? I am excellent. Such a pleasure to meet you. Unfortunately, by phone, but I get it. You're busy. Uh, Are you all ready for WE Day here in Manitoba tomorrow at Bell MTS Place? I mean, we're super excited. If we're not ready by now, I think we're in trouble. So, Yeah. yeah, I'm ready to go. (laughs) <laughs> hey, before we get into Weed Day and what that's all about, 
Maybe tell a bit about your story. You lost both of your legs. Tell me how that happened. And and then I have so many questions about how you went from that to where you are now. But maybe tell us a bit maybe. of background. Totally. So I was born with legs, but I had a genetic disease that caused the muscles in my legs not to work. So as a kid, uh, they were removed just below my pelvis so I could get around better. And, um, you know, after my surgeries, my family were told by the doctors that I may never sit up, walk, or be a functioning member of society. But, um, you know, we, we refused to believe that. And so we sort of set out to prove to not only ourselves, but, you know, to the people around us um, that I could be just like everyone else. And that's what interests me. How do you get past such a major challenge to not just get through life, but now you inspire so many others? Yeah, you know, I think it, how initially it started with my parents. Um, they were really amazing at doing two things for me um, from the time that I was born. The first is they never treated me differently, so I never thought it was different, which was helpful, unless I went out in public. And then it was interesting because it was everybody else around me that made me feel different. Yeah. Um, and then they also really taught me the importance of not focusing on the things that we couldn't do, but focusing on the things that I could do. So, yeah, sure, there was a lot of obstacles and a lot of challenges, and there was lots of things that I couldn't do, but we didn't waste any time wallowing in that. We were like, okay, well, I can't do that, so what about this? Let's try this. Um, and so I think that's what sort of set me up to then uh, now use myself as an example. Like, listen, if, if I can do these things and I can overcome these challenges that you can see, um, you know, we all have the ability to give back and to overcome some sort of challenge in our life. Well, you are an amazing example, man, and I uh, I really uh, think it's fantastic what you're doing. And uh, We Day is a part of what you do, so that's uh, happening tomorrow. Tell us about it. What can we expect? Yeah, so it's going to be 16,000 students at the Bell MTS place, which we're super excited about. I mean, it's, it's basically a day to celebrate the incredible work that students have been doing all year to make the world a better place, both locally and globally. What's cool is it's a completely free event. Um, thanks to our co-title sponsors, RBC and TELUS. Um, kids commit to doing one local, one global action, and then tomorrow's just a day to celebrate that and to further empower them to go out and continue to make the world a little bit better of a place. It's sort of like the Grammys meets TED Talks, if, if that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, yes. Uh, it is exactly like that. Um, you know, I think sometimes young people get a bad rap, right? And it's great when we can celebrate their accomplishments, right? Absolutely. And, you know, here in Manitoba, there's a lot to celebrate. Just in the last year, um, you know, 450 schools across Manitoba have volunteered over 250,000 hours of volunteer service and raised more than $450,000 for local and global causes. Just, you know, this is just in the province of Manitoba, these students. So, I mean, there's a lot to be proud of here um, for these incredible youth that are working so hard throughout the year. You know, over the years, I've talked a lot about We Days as they came and went, but I sometimes think we should almost have a we day for every age category. You know, this is for young people, for students. I feel like we should have one for boomers. We should have one for seniors. It's just such a great idea, and I think it motivates people to make a difference. Yeah, it definitely does. And you know what? We, we've sort of, I think that's the feedback we've gotten a little bit too. So we've piloted a couple of what we call family we days. We have one in Toronto and one in Vancouver that's in the evening that, that families can come to. I'm not sure where that's going to go yet. Um, but that is something that, that we're definitely looking at for sure. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're hoping that not only do these youth get involved, but they go home and then get their families involved in the things that they care about, too. Because, you know, how we as adults aren't off the hook either. You know, we've got we've to sort of stretch our wings and, and make a difference as well in the things that we care about. We have to be that example. Yeah. You are going to be at We Day at Bell MTS Place tomorrow. Can you tell us who else might be there? Yeah, you know, I'm super excited. We've got a lot of incredible folks. Um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is going to be there. Um, 
Sean Hook, uh, Chloe Wilde from um, eTalk, uh, Lily Davis, who was in the incredible movie Wonder with Jacob Tremblay and Julie Roberts, really good. Of course, the, the co-founders of We, Mark and Craig Kilberger, um, myself. Um, that's just a few um, of the, the many people that are on the list for tomorrow, which we're super excited about. Spencer, have a great day tomorrow. It's a day of celebration, as you said, and I really appreciate your time telling us about it here today. Thanks a lot. Awesome. Thanks, Al. The midterm elections just over a week away. Global News reporter Jackson Prosco joins us now. Good afternoon, Jackson. Good afternoon. Thank you for doing this. So the midterms are coming up. Boy, not your normal midterms, huh? No, definitely not. You know, a couple reasons here. I think one is that it's been hard to pick one defining issue. Uh, It seems to change almost week by week with the news cycle. Yeah, and this really has become a vote about Donald Trump as president, hasn't it? It has. You know, the midterms are often seen as a referendum on the sitting president, and they're rarely kind to the sitting president. The sitting president's party, uh, 90% of the time, loses ground in the midterms, loses either control of the House or the Senate. Uh, But really, Trump is motivating voters on both sides, and I think that's what's remarkable here. It's love him or hate him. Uh, Either way, people want to have their say. We've got over a week, so lots can happen, but does it look like it's going to be a blue wave? Will the Dems take the House? What about the Senate? What's your sense? So the way things are shaping up right now, it looks like Democrats are in position to recapture the House. They only need to win 23 seats, and there are about 69 districts across the country right now where things are looking pretty favorable for them. So that seems pretty possible. The Senate, though, is a different matter. Uh, It's very tough uh, just because of the way this works. Only a third of the Senate seats are actually up for grabs this year. And just because of the timing, the way it's working this year, Democrats are actually on the defensive. Uh, So they've got 10 seats they need to defend, and then they need to pick up two more on top of that if they want to gain control, and that's a much tougher fight for them. Jackson, you follow U.S. politics very closely. Are we going to see a star rise among the Dems for 2020, do you think, or is it going to be Biden or one of these names we've heard many times? Yeah, I mean, I think that's very possible, and I think it could come from the ranks of sort of these younger, more diverse, more progressive candidates who are already making waves. Yeah. Uh, one name that comes to mind is Beto O'Rourke, who yes. is uh, running for Senate in Texas, and he's giving the longtime Republican Senator Ted Cruz there a real run for his money in an area where you wouldn't think that a Democrat would be on the radar at all. Do you think he could still run for president if he loses against Cruz in Texas? You know, it's funny. Uh, It's uh, one of those things where people seem to have this universal attraction to him. So I don't know what the political cards hold for him in the future, but uh, I was just on the ground in Wisconsin last week doing a series on the midterms for Global National, Mm. and we saw Beto for Senate t-shirts and hats everywhere we went. Wow. Yeah, he's definitely a popular character for sure. Yeah, definitely. You mentioned Wisconsin. What did you find there? Anything interesting? Yeah, what stands out is that the the people who Trump promised to help, especially in trade fights like NAFTA, they're actually the ones who are kind of suffering the most under his policies. Uh, Dairy farmers in particular thought they'd won big because Trump said he'd stand up for them and win access to Canada's dairy market. But what happened is Trump picked so many trade fights all at once that dairy actually became the subject of retaliatory tariffs from China and Mexico and the EU. So all these farmers who uh, were held up as an example of what Trump was going to do to help Americans on trade, they're actually losing millions of dollars and they're being shut out of markets that they had just won access to. So, Hmm. you know, in a state like Wisconsin, where the margins are razor thin on both sides, you have to wonder if trade is going to be a deciding factor for some voters at the ballot box. Yeah, we sort of have a sense, too, going into the midterms, what's going to happen. I think most people agree uh, the Democrats will 
win the House. Probably the Republicans will hang on to the Senate. There are some other races as well, but they don't have mass appeal interest. Do you think we're going to get any surprises out of the midterms? We certainly did in the election that saw Donald Trump in the White House. Yeah, I think we are going to see some surprises. I don't know what that's going to look like, but I think that's why the pollsters and the pundits are being very cautious with how they talk about this. So they talk about it now more in terms of odds and less in terms of certainty. You know, it really depends who turns out to vote, how many people turn out to vote. Uh, One of the things that's being watched really closely are young voters. They were all really mobilized in the wake of the Parkland school shooting. uh, And there are now 8 million young voters who weren't old enough to vote when Donald Trump was elected, but can vote in these midterms. So will they come out and make a difference. I guess we'll find out. Jackson, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Hal Anderson Afternoons, the podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.